And so today, I just want to talk about how to respond. Amen. How do we respond as Christians, amen, to the things that have been happening in America today? Amen. How do we respond, amen, to the things that's happening? Amen. A lot of us um, have friends. I mean, been on social media. Woo, it's been blowing up. That's why I've been off of Facebook. I've been fasting from Facebook. Amen. Because <laughs> sometimes you get so wrapped up on Facebook, right? Because a lot of people have a lot of opinions. And the one thing that we have to be very careful of as believers is that we don't take up the wrong fight. Amen. Because sometimes you can start fighting or becoming part of a movement, amen, that is not biblical, all right? So, so that's where I'm standing on this. I understand that there's injustice. I get that, all right? I understand that, and here's what I will say, give my take. I didn't want to put it on social media. I want to put it at the church where we, where we can dialogue about it. My take on it is this. You have good cops, you have bad cops, Amen. I believe there's more good cops than they are bad cops. That's my take. Okay, that's my opinion. Amen. I believe there's, uh, there's a lot of good and bad people in the world. I believe you have, no matter what color you are, amen, there's all, and, and given the mindset that we have or given the information that we have from the word of God, that man is sinful. So if man is sinful, is this a surprise? No. Because man was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and he's just living out, amen, his nature. Are you with me? And so, but the word of God, God tells us in scripture, he informs us. He said, don't be, I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be uh, misinformed of what, what's going on. But the first thing we have to remember is that man has, as the pastor said to me, he has some enemies. He has himself. He has his flesh. He has Satan. And he has the world. <laughs> Amen. So we have different enemies that we are fighting. But as believers, the question is, how do we respond? How should we respond? Should we retaliate? Should we march? Should we get, get, get caught up in that movement? I believe that the greatest weapon we have is prayer. Amen. I know I hear, you hear it a lot, but the question is, are we really praying? Because prayer, the Bible says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to Romans chapter 12 for me. <clears throat> and I want to look at verse 17. Hopefully I get through all of this. 17 to 21. Romans chapter, Romans chapter 12. And I'll give you the context here. Romans chapter 12. Verse 17. Look what it says. Everybody got it? Okay. It says, never pay back evil for evil. What does it say? To who? 
because of the color of your skin. <laughs> Amen. Because of the office that you hold. No, it says never pay back what? Evil for evil. To who? To anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. Verse 18. If possible, so far as it depends on who? You. Be at what? Peace. With how many men? With all men. Verse 19. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room, hello somebody, for what? For the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says who? The Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I want to talk about this morning how to respond, amen, to these issues that we're facing today. How do we respond? Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for your blessings upon us. Forgive us of our sins. Clear our minds. Clear our hearts. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, speak now, Lord. Lord, we live in very uh, tough times. There's tension, Father God. There's tension in politics. There's tension on the streets. There's tension all around us, Father God. But today, we're asking God that you would teach us from your word how to respond to the latest issues that's going on in America. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. So, uh, with all of these different events that's happening and we've seen it happen time after time and as I was talking to the men yesterday about this <clears throat> it's the younger generation that's having a harder time with this they, they are sick and tired of the abuse they're sick and tired of the injustice that even if you do what's right it seems like you keep getting wrong and even though you follow the law, and to some degree, you know, some are saying, you know, even if we follow the law, we're still getting the same backlash. We're still getting the same treatment. We're still getting the same results. And that is insanity. But I say to you this morning that it's very important as believers that you and I must never forget who we're really fighting for and what we are fighting for. Amen. We are fighting a battle, a spiritual battle. Our battle, the Bible says, is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. So as Christians, amen. Now, I, I, I say this with a lot of conviction that we have to be very careful how we respond. Because the Bible is very clear because the Bible is so clear uh, that we should not, it's, it's not an eye for an eye. 
We should not go out and retaliate as you saw in Dallas. Innocent lives were taken of police officers that protect and serve our communities. Amen. These officers had nothing to do with what happened in, in, in Missouri and what happened in Louisiana. They, they had nothing to do with that, but it goes to show you that tension is boiling. Tension is arising, and people are frustrated, amen, as to what to do. And so, as believers... I plead with you today. I, I know that there's some irrational voices out here. There are people who says, you know what, if they do me, I'm going to do them back. You know, the best way to do it is to take the life of an officer or take the life of another person or, 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 or retaliate. But that's not how we as believers ought to respond. And I know it's frustrating, but here's the thing. The Bible says the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. That's what the Bible says. So my anger can only go so far. This young man had lost his life. Amen. He didn't think about his mother. He didn't think about the aftermath that five families right now have lost a loved one. Amen. That did not come back home from work. And so as believers, yes, now, now should we be upset with him? Well, he's not here to be held accountable, come on somebody, for his actions. And so we are left here on earth to deal with the aftermath. And so I want to say to you, saints, that we must never forget who we are even in turbulent times. All through scripture you find in the book of James, you find that the 12 tribes were dispersed abroad, amen. Christians were persecuted for righteousness, for persecuted for, for nothing, amen. Nero had burnt down Rome and blamed the Christians. And this is how James, the half-brother of Jesus, this is how he responds. He says, consider it all joy. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but, you know, I don't see any joy in persecution. But we must remind ourselves all the time that God is still in control of everything no matter what it looks like. And maybe this morning you're going through something and maybe you're facing persecution or maybe you're facing injustice or maybe you're saying it's not right. Yes, I understand it's not right and people say they're praying but the question is what are they praying for? That's the key. And so we find our writer, Paul writes to the Roman church, and if you really read Romans 12, Romans 12 starts off really powerful, and he says in chapter 1, verse 1, he says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Verse 2. And see, first of all, I want to tell you, it's real important that you ask yourself and you, very, you be very careful that you do not pick up a fight that does not belong to you. First of all, as believers, you have exited the world. You are no longer of the world. You are no longer in the world. Come on, somebody. But you can be the light of the world. Amen. And here's the thing. He says in the second verse, 
Look what he says. He says, and do not be what? Conformed. That word there, conformed, amen. That word is schizmazo in the Greek. And the word means to be shaped like, to be pattern like. Amen. The schemes of the world. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be what? The King James says, be ye transformed. That word transformed means metamorphosis. In other words, it means to be transformed into something different. He says, you are no longer of this world, so why are you marching? Come on, somebody. Why are you not praying? Why are you not Come on, somebody. I understand black and white. I understand all of that. I understand all of that. But when you became a Christian, you left all that stuff behind, baby. And he says, do not be conformed to this world. But he says, be ye what? Transformed by what? The renewing of our minds. And I believe that we can respond to this if we first renew our mind. That's my first point. You have to renew your mind. Do not be conformed. Do not fall for the schemes of the devil. Do not, be, do not fall for the traps of the enemy. The enemy wants you to pick up a black and white fight. He wants you to pick up a cop fight. That's not your fight. The fight is not against flesh and blood. The fight is not with the world. The fight is not against white people. It's not against black people. It's a spiritual matter. And he says, if you conform to the world, you will look like the world. And the only way that we can stop the madness is if we change our minds. And if we become spiritual. Are you with me? Watch what he says. He said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of, of your mind. Watch this. So that you may prove what the will of God is. Here's the thing. I won't understand the will of God if I don't have the mind of God. And if I'm still living like the world, how do I respond? Amen. I got to respond, amen, by understanding, watch this, that this fight is not mine. Now, do I stand back and do nothing? No. You and I have weapons. Stuff I've been teaching you for the last year, six months. I've been teaching you how to pray. I've been teaching you about change. I've been teaching you about things that are relevant to today. And guess what? It's coming to pass. And so, saints, we are not to look like the world we ought to change the way we think. Are you with me? Look what he says. He says, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. I'm going to skip down to my verse now. To where he says in verse, I'll look at verse 14. Look what he says in verse 14. So first of all, I have to renew my mind. I have to have a new mind. I have to not be conformed to the world live according to the world's patterns. I cannot live the way the world lives. I'm not with any movement. I'm with one movement, Christianity. I'm with Jesus. Are you with Jesus? Anybody here with Jesus? Now, I know they got a lot of stuff they want to put out here, but I want to say this to you. No matter what it looks like, we have to be, remember who we are. We are Christians. 
the battle that needs to be fought, saints, could it be that God is allowing some of this stuff so that we can get back on our knees? There's more praying going on in America now than there's ever been in the last six months. Amen. But look what he says in verse 14. He says, bless those who do what? See, this is, this is the thing. I hear Christians telling me they can't do this. They're sick and tired. Sick and tired of the mistreatment. Sick and tired of this, sick and tired. Why are you sick and tired if the only way that you can become sick and tired is if you're still conformed to the world? And if you're not renewing your mind daily. He says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Is, is that what it says? The last, I, I mean, this is the Bible, right? Is this the Bible or am I reading out of a, a commentary or something? This is the Bible, right? And it's amazing how many Christians are telling me, I can't do that, Pastor. I'm tired. What are you tired of? You're fighting in the wrong fight. You're standing with the wrong people. We as Christians must respond the right way, but we must first renew our minds. Look what he says. Rejoice with those who rejoice. We're weeping with the families. Aren't we? We're weeping for the families. And listen, I'm not just weeping for the families that, that, you know, of, of, the, of, the, of the victims, of the ones, of the, of the cops that took their life. I'm not just weeping. I'm weeping for the cops too. I'm weeping with both. See, I have no sides. Come on, somebody. We have to stop being colorblind. Oh, I wish I had somebody. In, the, in heaven, you're in for a surprise. <laughs> Amen. Jesus loved the little children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. Y'all forgot that song? How many of you went to Sunday school? Vacation Bible school. You forgot that color? You forgot that song? Listen, we teach our children this stuff, right? But yet, Sunday morning, our churches are segregated. You have the Chinese church here, you have the Japanese church here, you have the black church, you have the white church, and Sunday mornings is segregated. But yet we say we're rejoicing. How do we respond? We respond by blessing. That's number two. We respond by rejoicing. You say, but why? What is there to rejoice? The fact of the matter is, Amen. If you rejoice in what you're going through, you'll find out that you'll find God in the midst of it. Are you with me? Look what he says in verse 16. He says, be of the same mind towards one another. Do not be hardy in mind. Watch this now. But associate yourself with who? The lowly. Do not be wise in your what? In your own estimation. Listen, get off of social media. Okay? Seriously, stop reading it. Stop reading people's opinions. 
Stop reading stuff where people at the end they're putting scripture on it. And the next post they're cussing. Kill the police. <laughs> Listen, let, let me ask you a question, okay? If somebody breaks in your house right now, who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Who you gonna call, John? 911. If you go out in that parking lot right now and where your car was and you walk around that space, you're like, hold on a minute, something ain't right here. Who you gonna call? You can call 911, aren't you? Why are you gonna call 911? Because that is the system that God has put in place. Now, is there injustice? Yes. But why, if you don't like them, why are you calling them? I'm just saying, if you don't like them, why call them? So God has placed this, this is a homework assignment for you. Read chapter 13 when you get a chance. Not now, when you get a chance. Chapter 13 tells you how, I, I told them this yesterday. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit works, right? For the moment this stuff happened, this is the scripture God gave me immediately. And then when I read chapter 13, chapter 13 has to do with submission to authorities and how God has set up government and how God has set up the authorities in the land. Right in the context of saying Never pay back evil for evil. No matter what the injustice is, God has placed the authorities in office. And the Bible says they are ministers to God. Isn't that something? Read it when you get a chance. But look what he said, verse 17. He said, never, so, so how are we going to respond next? He says, never pay back evil for evil to anyone. That's a no-brainer. So we will not respond by being evil. We will not return evil for evil. That's how you respond. We will not take an eye for an eye. We will not do that. And I'm sure you've seen all that on Facebook. Amen. We will not return evil for evil. Look what he says. He says respect what is what? Right. The next, the next thing we'll do is we will respect all authority. Write it down. Some of you may miss this. Some of you can go on Facebook, get fired up, watching videos. Amen. Everybody's a preacher on Facebook. Everybody know how to interpret the Bible on Facebook. Ain't never been to theology school. They never did none of that. But they can break it down for you. They're all on Periscope and all over the place on Snapchat talking about this and talking about that. This and that and that and this. And this and that. Here's the thing. If you keep the respect as a believer, respect what is right. If you, listen, I, my wife and I, we discovered this a long time ago in our marriage. If we keep our respect for each other, we'll be together forever. 
the moment I start calling my wife out her name or she start calling me out my name and the moment that I stop showing respect for her and honoring her as the Bible tells me to, it's over. Look at, look at the relationships that you have ruined. <laughs> Amen. What was it? Oh, he ain't nothing. <laughs> moment you start talking like that, Amen. It's the moment that the relationship dissolves, dissolves. But he says, we don't do that. We respect what is right. And, and, and may I say this? Let me go on. Verse 18, look what he said. If possible. So here's the thing. Each one of us, we must give an account for our actions. Each one of us are accountable for how we respond. Look what he says. So he says, if possible, that word, that word there, possible, he says, so far as it depends, what? On you. Be at peace. So not only will we respect, respond with respect, but we will respond by being peaceful. We will respond by being peaceful. We're not going to say the white man did this. We're not going to say the cop is this. We, no, no, we're not going to do it. As it. Listen, accountability. He says, at, so far as it depends on who? You. So quit letting people antagonize you. Quit allowing people to rouse you up. Come on, somebody. Quit allowing people to stir you up. Well, you know, you know it's a conspiracy and da 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 He says, as it depends on who? You. So here's the thing. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, the way you respond reflects your attitude. All right? We're not going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know why? Because we're no longer conformed to the world. We have our own fight going on before this stuff went on. We've been having bombs thrown at us. We've been, have, we've been shot. We've been shot every day. Satan don't give up on us. We have a different kind of fight going on. God's trying to send you a blessing and Satan's keep coming to block it. Come on, somebody. That's the fight we've been in before all of this. And so, saints, it's, it's, I'm not saying that the church ought to be silent, but what I am saying, saints, that we have to be at peace with all men, with all men. Never return evil for evil. Look what he said verse 19. He says, never take your own revenge. Beloved, what do you think happened in Dallas? It was revenge. But the family of the man that died in Missouri, what was it? Minnesota, I'm sorry, Minnesota. His parents was on CNN saying, we got to stay cool. He said, they, the, the mom and the two uncles says, we have to stay cool so we can get the message across. And the mom said, maybe this is the reason God placed my son on this earth so that possibly through this, change may come. Do you know that it always takes a life 
It took Jesus, come on somebody, hanging on the cross for change to come. So possibly, maybe these lives, amen, have not been taken in vain, but maybe God, possibly, and I hope God will use it to bring about real change. The text says we don't take revenge. The next, we do not respond by taking our own revenge. Well, look what he says. He says, but leave room. Listen, you may not be able to count on the justice system, but you can count on God's system. Listen, listen. We, I think Deacon and I have been talking about O.J. Yeah, he got away with that thing. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But where is he now? Doing 30 years, I believe. It's 30 years he's doing in prison right now for something unrelated, but justice is mine, God says. Vengeance, look what God says. Leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. How must I respond? Give it to God. And I know that's hard. You know what? I'm saying all this stuff, but if it was to hit home, real close to me, I know my initial response will be in the flesh. I know that. But I'd have to go listen to this message right here. I'd have to go read the scriptures again. I would have to go get in the spirit. I would have to get filled with the Holy Spirit so that I will not take my own vengeance. Give God Room to do what he needs to do, y'all. And if you've been mistreated at work, if you've been mistreated in the workplace, wherever, mistreated at home, wherever, listen, when you retaliate, you're, you're taking God out of the equation. But he says, leave room for the wrath of God. Vengeance is mine and I will what? I will repay, says, says who? Now, who's speaking there? God speaking. I'm saying one more time. God is speaking. God says, vengeance is mine. You know what that word, vengeance? See, people think that vengeance is like, oh yeah, God's going to kill him. But you know what the word vengeance means in the Hebrew there? Justice. That's what it means. God says, justice is mine, and I shall repay. You know why? Because he's a just God, and God upholds justice. And whatever corruption, whatever, whatever stuff is going on, eventually God will expose them. Are you with me? We're not going to get mad. We're not going to get upset. We're not going to take up a fight that's not ours. But what we're going to do, saints, we're going to leave room for the wrath of God. Lastly, he says here, now, now Deacon Hurd had a hard time with this. <laughs> now, verse 20. <laughs> but if your enemy is what? Feed him. You see, at, at initial, initially you look at it, you're like, oh, I can't do that. 
But you got to keep reading. If he's thirsty, what? For in so doing, <laughs> he get a headache. He get a migraine that he can't get rid of. In so doing, see this is what you got to know, that in so doing, you will burn coals on his head, burning coals on his head. So how do we respond to our enemies? We respond positively. Can you imagine you could possibly win someone, you know, win someone simply because you did not retaliate? I was in line the other day, me and my daughter. On 4th of July, we were in the Bed Bath & Beyond for Men. That's Harbor Freight. <laughs> you walk in this place, man, it is, it's, 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 it's man city. I mean, it's got everything a man, you know, man wants, you know. Tools, it's, it's, that's all it is, tools. Rubbers and washers and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And so my daughter and I are standing in line, and, and this is the, the aisle. Well, I'm just leaving room for people to go by. So this gentleman stepped in front of us. He knew what he did because he looked back. And, and I'm just sitting there saying, okay. My daughter looked at me. I said, you want to see how I respond, don't you? <laughs> I said, we're going to let him be. That's all I said. We're going to let him be. See, now, I was in the spirit. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I've grown a little bit. You see what I'm saying? I like to practice before I preach. You know what I mean? Didn't know I was going to preach this. But, <laughs> you know, he caught me on a good day. I was in the spirit, y'all. Amen. So, all of a sudden, he turns around. Ah, whatever, you can have it. See, I left room, come on somebody, for the wrath of God. I didn't, listen, I fed him, I didn't curse him. I gave him something to drink. He goes over here on the other line, he said, yeah, go ahead and go off. I know you want to go off. So I'm sitting there saying, I looked at him, and immediately the Holy Spirit said, you know what? That's how people want you to respond. He spoke what he had in his heart. He wanted me, I don't know if it's because of the color of my skin or the content of my character, but here's the thing. He wanted me to respond just that way, ugly. And the Lord said to me, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. I just looked at him, smiled, and everybody in the store looked at him like, have you lost your mind? You see, I heaped coals on his head. Verse 21. And this is the, this, this is the, this is the main thing, and I'm done. Do not be overcome by evil. Listen, evil will show up as civil rights. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. Evil will show up as let's march. 
Evil will show up in different forms. You've got to be careful. Make sure that if you take up the fight, it's a Christian fight. And it's not a fight that's going to lead to you destroying your testimony. Because Satan wants you. As somebody said, they heard uh, somebody had prayed in Jesus' name in one of those marches. I don't know who told me that. And right after, they riled up the crowd. He just got finished praying in Jesus' name. And then the crowd got all, they, they riled up the crowd. Kill, kill. Do not be overcome by evil. But overcome evil with what? This is something you know. But when we are irrational and in our flesh, guess what happens? We want to go kill the police. That's not how we respond, y'all. We don't respond. And I know, I know that there are times when it's tough, but you have to know whose side you're on. As I close today, I want to encourage you. Amen. That we're going to make it through this.